Welcome in. It's the Sparta Near. I'm Tanner. Ethan's on the uh, other end of this one, coming to you from yes, Morgantown sir. and East Lansing. Big game last night in Morgantown, Ethan. We'll get into all that later, but I'm feeling good this morning. How about yourself, sir? I'm feeling great. You know, a big, big time in sports right now. A good, good week since the last time, since our first uh, official episode of this season of the podcast. And I'm feeling good. A lot's happening and I'm ready to go. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking on the phone before this, and over the night, uh, some news out, out there in the desert state. Uh, the Phoenix Suns acquired Kevin Durant. Yes, they did. We um, are still trying to figure out for what, and, uh, oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, it yeah, I've is, got it right here. Okay, yeah, you give it to me then. I've got Kevin Durant and TJ Warren, the bubble hero, the COVID bubble hero, if you remember uh, – his like 60 point game that he dropped and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Now he's a son and the nets receive in return, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first round picks and a pick swap. So that's a big deal. Um, Kevin Durant on the Suns, obviously joining Devin Booker, um, Deandre Ayton, the Suns not having to give up any of that um, in the trade is, you know, that's great for them. And Chris Paul as well. Um, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant playing together. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting storylines that come out of this. Um, obviously, the big three in Brooklyn is now completely dissolved. Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Mavs, which also happened bef- between the last time that we talked. And obviously, uh, James Harden no longer there, um, leaving just Ben Simmons at the reins of the of the Nets, which is no, uh, no recipe for success. But... <laughs> The Nets have set themselves up for the future, but you know we've seen this before when Paul Pierce and uh, Kevin or, uh, Kevin Garnett were on the Nets and they couldn't make anything happen. We're seeing it again here with this big three that is now dissolved, and they're left with a bunch of future uh, future players. I like Michael Bridges a lot. Um, I like Cam Johnson a lot, but and obviously Jay Crowder can shoot threes. He's been like the same player for the last like six years and four first round picks. So. The Nets are trying to set themselves up for some sort of rebuild, but when the Nets traded D'Angelo Russell away and they brought in Kevin Durant and they brought in, um, I can't remember who was the first, I think Kevin Durant came in and uh, Kyrie came in. I I don't know, something in me, that Nets team that had uh, D'Angelo Russell was so fun to watch and you know d'angelo russell played for ohio state when we were in columbus and i was going to games so i'm always partial to him but d'angelo russell had like he was the spirit of that team once they gave him away i was like well they're just selling and going all out on this and now it doesn't work so sometimes just buying every big star doesn't work tanner yeah no and i think that uh what we're gonna see is the end of the trying to assemble a super team era because when you look at it the teams that have built their teams from within over the last now 10 years or so have fared to be much better than trying to build these things we've seen it fail uh in brooklyn now uh we we saw it not work out you know even when kd and russ were in oklahoma city although they were drafted there along with harden and then somehow most of those guys went over and played for the rockets as well it didn't work there um, right. In Miami, they spend all of that capital and they get some championships out of it, but nowhere near this 
success long term that they were probably hoping to see. Uh, and then you have the argument where you look at it and say, well, Golden State built from within. They didn't have to give up anything for KD. They got him in free agency. So if you can start to do things like that, it's going to work out a little different, it looks like. Boston's built from within. Milwaukee's built from within. Uh, mm-hmm. The teams that we've seen have a lot of success over the last couple of years have really built from within. And then you can go look at the Lakers, too, and what they've tried to do. And, yes, they won that title in 2020 over in Orlando. And I think they would have won the title that year regardless. So I don't really hold yeah. that against them. And so, for me, I, I think when you look at it like that, super teams will still exist, but I don't think you're going to see these types of things. Now, I'm interested to see what happens here in Phoenix where they give up all of this for KD. I think it's different when you do it for one guy um, yeah. rather than trying to build two or three guys in there, and then you have nothing left like what's happened in L.A. And so, I mean, you can even argue, you know, the – Heat were in the finals a couple years ago, too, and they kind of built that one from within because they got Jimmy Butler there. But then, you know, you have guys like Hero on the team and, um, you know, some of that stuff. Out there in Philly, they've kind of built from within, you know, trust the process. They flip Simmons and that sort of thing. So that kind of works out for them there as well. Uh, However, they haven't really fully gotten through with it. And, hell, you can even look at Toronto. And, And Toronto, they give up DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, and they win mm-hmm. one title, and then Kawhi's gone. So, right. and, and now look at Toronto. They're not, they're not what they were hoping to be long-term there either, and Kyle Lowry's not there anymore. And so you see all of this change. I guess if you're only trying to win one and you can make it happen at the deadline, it makes sense. And, and the other thing about this Suns trade, though, is they've got team control of KD now for the next three seasons after the end of this one, so that makes it feel right. a little bit better compared to the Dallas trade where Kyrie's a free agent again this summer. So, yeah. to me, I, I get why Phoenix did it. Um, it's kind of crazy with Matt Ishbia being, you know, announced as the owner yesterday in his first real press conference, and then exactly 12 hours later, the KD trade comes down. So I don't know how much he had to do with it, but it kind of seems like the former Spartan there uh, wanted to get something done, and he did. Oh, he's a Spartan dog for life, Tanner, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, what to your point, it's just hard to build – you know, it's hard to build success over a long period of time when you are, I mean, in the NBA. We see, I think that, I don't think that the Heat are were unsuccessful by any means with the LeBron big three. I do agree it took them time to build back afterwards. But I think once those big threes dissolve, if you don't trade it away, then you don't get anything in return. You know, they leave in free agency. Their time is done. You ride it out to the very end. Then... You're, I mean, you have to do it right, of course. We'll see what happens in Brooklyn. I don't think they're built for success right now. Oh, no way. Um, but it takes, you, you just leave your team in the wake of this. You know, the Cavs after LeBron left, and that was different because LeBron at the end of his time in, you know, in 2018 or 2017, he was pretty much all alone. So, it, you know, once LeBron left, everybody kind of knew that it wouldn't be working well, right. out. And, and, the Cavs have built themselves back to a contender, but it just takes time. The Warriors are really the only team that I can think of that have built a team like that. And they did that from, you know, they did that relatively without trades, except for when they brought Kevin Durant. It wasn't that free agency. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, without, sorry, without bringing in anybody huge from the outside, um, you know, they had clay and Steph and Draymond and they still have them and they're, they've been good for a long time, which, you know, is its own thing, but, I I think out of 
and you know, we have to mention, of course, D'Angelo Russell also being traded to the Lakers in exchange for in a three-team deal that's sending Michael or Mike Conley, um, Mike Conley from the Jazz and uh, Russell Westbrook out of L.A. Right, I yeah. That no, one's interesting, too. You get Conley going up to the T-Wolves, who I think yeah. could be better for them than D'Angelo Russell was playing. And then you get Russell Westbrook off the books in L.A. and what's most likely, I think, going to be a buyout situation, although I don't know if a contender is really going to be seeking out his services to go sign him. Um, right. And so, you know, Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. He's acquired a ton of picks. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he built that Boston team, and I assume he's going to try to do the same thing with all of this capital he's got because, you know, he moved Donovan Mitchell this past offseason, too. I, he, the, the, uh, you know, everybody talked about how many picks the Thunder have. I think that the uh, Jazz probably have more at this point. Yeah. And so it's just really interesting. Um, and you see it kind of outside of basketball, too, where you see these huge deals for these top players who are kind of – not quite in the twilight of their career, although I think you can argue maybe KD is there um, just because of the injury issues, too, and I don't know how much longevity he's going to have left. But yeah, he's pretty you, beat up. Right. You saw it past offseason where you see the big trade for Russell Wilson in Denver. We know how that worked out. I don't know how much that was coaching, but Russell Wilson looked awful um, yeah, as well. You know, at the end of the year, he kind of looked a little bit better, but uh, then you see the Deshaun Watson one, and when you watch Cleveland this year, the problem didn't seem to be quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so now they have no draft capital either. Um, right. And it's just these massive, massive deals for all of these players. You know, the Niners don't – the Niners have kind of been able to flip it around, um, and, and they've built everything up but quarterback, it seems. And, and I don't think they really have the quarterback on the roster. You can say what you want about Brock Purdy. I think that it has more to do with the surrounding cast than Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. There's a reason he was taken in the seventh round. I don't care if you're the last right. pick of the draft or not. It doesn't matter. You're a seventh right. round yeah, pick. I, I think I could have gone in there and succeeded. And right. Not that he's a bad player. I don't think he's a bad player, but yeah. There, there's a reason that he was not a first-round pick. Right? right. And you can argue that last year's quarterback draft wasn't that bad, but if a team needed a quarterback, they could have got him at any point. Nobody was seeking right. him out like that. Um, and, and, yeah, he went in there – and he threw a lot of 10-yard or less passes, and McCaffrey made things happen. Devo Samuel made things happen. Brandon Ayuk made things happen. And that defense is the best defense in football. Um, But getting back to basketball, I I think that in the NBA, a lot of the time, unless it's a lottery pick, it really doesn't matter. You don't always see a lot of those things work out, in my opinion. So swapping around all these picks, I don't know how much it means. We'll see because, you know, these four first-round picks from Phoenix, if they're as good as they want to be, aren't going to really be that great of a pick. Um, However, you might be able to switch out four to try to get back into the lottery or something like that. You know, I don't know how it all will shake out. But, you know, to me, I I don't really think that the uh, era where you're going to give up everything to get three guys on a team is going to continue at this point. I think teams are going to kind of revert back to – building from within because now with how much the cap has gone up and that sort of thing, there's room to just pay a bunch of guys, right? And you see more guys signing a second contract with their teams. I think Milwaukee is the best example of this. Um, and what yeah. they're trying to do, Cleveland is a very, very good example of it. The Cavs are. Um, yes, mm-hmm. they have to you know, get rid of Laurie Markkinen and Colin Sexton this past year to go get Donovan Mitchell, but uh, they really didn't give up the core that they wanted to keep there. 
So right. to me, it looks pretty good. And, and, you know, you can look at the Nuggets, too. The Nuggets haven't made any big splashes, but they drafted from within, and they've kept those guys on the roster. And now they're probably going to have a three-time-in-a-row consecutive MVP in Nikola Jokic and that sort of thing. So if you are able to, you know, not – be good and draft a very, very, you know, superstar-like player and build around him in the league. Uh, that seems to be the way teams are going now, right? You can look at yeah. uh, the Orlando Magic, who I root for, and Paolo Banquero, who I think should have been an all-star, Ethan. Um, and or- Orlando is awful, right? They've been awful. But yes. in the first and, they, year of, and you're, you're one of their four fans. Right, correct. Uh, it was me and the old U92 sports director, Ben Mackey. It was really awkward. You know, we, we're both here in Morgantown and like the magic. Um, but, you know, or, Orlando, they have a ton of capital. And in year one of getting the number one pick, it looks like they could make the play-in, which would be uh, something to talk about for sure in, in a quick turnaround like that after last year. I don't even know if they won 20 games last year, dude. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, well, it's wild. Well, and you can look when at Memphis too. Memphis had a top three pick, and they get a job, right? And so I think that that yeah. drafting at the top of the draft is better than trying to trade things around for it is, superstars it is who've been around for ten years. It is especially apparent, I would say, in the NBA because of you know you can see, I don't know. There's only five players on the court, so right. it's much more of an individually based sport, and I. But you see, you start realizing that only only one team wins the championship and 29 the 29 others are you know essentially failures for the year right and it you looks know, like 31, you know, by, by, the 31 others but by, by the time we get to 2028 20, there'll probably be 32 teams in the league you're going to add seattle and vegas is it's just impending you know uh, it's definitely going to happen uh, yeah. because well, scoring in the nba has gotten too high and there's too much talent that it needs to be spread out a little bit more um, yeah, and, and I was talking, I don't know if it was on the radio or not the other day to one of my guys who really likes the NBA. And we were talking about how in this next CBA, you see some of the all time greats talking about load management and that sort of thing in the NBA and how Adam Silver has been a very pro player, uh, commissioner of the league. And uh-huh. I don't think the owners are quite happy with him with all of this backlash they're getting from guys sitting all of the time. We haven't even mentioned the Clippers yet. The Clippers gave everything away to get Paul George and Kawhi, and yeah. they haven't even played well, half a season together. Um, well, you, yeah. And, and so I, I think when you enter this next CBA, you're going to see a shift back to where maybe with the load management, you have to plan the days you're going to rest before the season starts. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one of my other ideas was why don't you just take a minute off of each quarter, make the game four minutes shorter, or you can talk about how maybe the best guys in the league don't need to be playing 38 minutes a night. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you're going to win. And I yeah, I don't know if I entirely agree with shorter quarters, but well, that, I, that's, you know, everybody. I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. I get what you're saying. And, and, I, I don't know. I we are in a different era of basketball. You know, they talk about how many points were scored back in the eighties. You know, um, Michael Jordan won his championship scoring like eighty, and uh, you know, teams would score around like eighty-five a night. Um, and so we are just in a different era. But you know, we're in a much more three-point heavy era of faster-paced, you know, right. softer, w- way softer defense than it was back in the day. Um, and that's just the state of the NBA right now, which is 
you know. Like, I, I, it's no, it's I, no, it's no country for old men. Right. I, and I, what a what a great movie I watched, that is. I watched that last night for the first time. What so a great movie! You, you'd never seen it before, huh? No. Old no, Thanos there, uh, yeah, in that one, he's the hero, uh, and then he is. you've got uh, oh, Lou uh, Allen. Does he play? Uh, oh, Lou. <laughs> You got uh, Javier Bardem, who, in my opinion, is uh, he's not Blackbeard. I forget who he is in Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, he, he's in there uh, in the latest one. But uh, no, that movie is something, man. Tommy Lee Jones, give me yes. a break. Come I on. I know. I went to bed right before hearing that monologue, and I woke up speaking country. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know that that that's good for you. Uh, uh, you know, you you might be able to make some more friends that way. I don't know. Uh, Maybe so. Well, well, before, you know, I do have one small rabbit hole to go down for just a moment but yeah. before we end. Essentially, you know, in the NBA, Kevin Durant, now a Phoenix Sun, uh, D'Angelo Russell, I'm very excited for on the Lakers, the return of D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, who he was drafted from. And, you know, he had that controversy in the locker room with recording his teammate or whatever, you know, that may or may not have happened. A lot of just, you know, workplace struggles yeah um there which will happen and i never held that against him i like d'angelo russell and i think that he's going to mesh a lot better with lebron lebron can kind of coach him up a little bit too because i think he needs something ad uh are you sure lebron doesn't get traded today lebron get doesn't get traded i'm pretty sure lebron doesn't get traded as the as the uh greatest of all time and new uh leading scorer in the NBA um, was very excited to see that I was in the locker room, the Michigan state basketball locker room doing some player interviews when it happened after our game that started at 9 PM and ended at, I love those ESPN tip offs at 9 PM. They're my yeah, favorite. It's nice. Thing. It's, it's fun when you're at home. I'll give you that. No, uh, I, that was me being very sarcastic. Yeah. When I, I can't when stand them. Well, Maybe that's something else to talk about at a later time. But okay. LeBron is, you know, I'm very lucky to have watched him as I grew up. And, uh, you know, I rooted for him my whole my whole childhood. And when LeBron came back, it happened when I was at Boy Scout camp without any internet. And I came back in a gas station in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, had a sign that said, Welcome back, LeBron. And that's how I found out. So, you know, LeBron has... Uh, had memory many memories for me i'm very happy for him and you know i'm happy that he has the record now you know pushing him towards that undisputed goat status but the undisputed goat is not a thing you know somebody right. will always have somebody to argue and no matter what the sport is i i i um, think that i would rather not talk about the greatest of all time and the nba it's a little different than football um but yeah. i i think the argument of greatest player of your era is much easier to to talk right. about because the game is too different. You can't compare right. Jordan and LeBron. You can't compare, you know, because if you want to argue, actually, I mean, Bill Russell has to be number one then because he's got the most titles, right? And but you know that that that's not oh, yeah. fair everybody either. Has different, right. Everybody has different qualifiers, right? Because the game was so different back then. I mean, you could talk about like why was Kareem never in that <laughs> conversation? He was the leading scorer forever, and, and all of these things. There's so many different, you know, externalities there. Uh, yeah. that that you just can't take from one era to the other, um, yeah. in, in my opinion. But, no, that, that was a cool thing to see. Um, yeah. It's wild that somebody got that. Now it's the chase for 40, right? 
Yes. Uh, the, yes. I, I think he's not of, done either. No. One of the most impressive stats to me about LeBron is he's got 1,000 points plus. I think it's 1,500 almost plus on every team in the NBA but Cleveland. Yeah. It, and the, yeah. That, that right there is just a, an insane number. Um, but, yeah, so – what 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 did you want to talk about? And now down your little rabbit right, hole. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. That's good for the NBA. I'm very excited. I would say the Suns. I think the Suns won that just because they're in a great position and they still kept their core. They don't have a lot of picks, but I think that they're going to be okay. Because as we said, I mean, all that matters, all that you're doing this for, is a championship. Right. Um, the Cavs are fourth in the East right now, which is great to see. And I, you know, that's my team. I hope that they keep on winning um kind of in a battle for third with the 76ers um and then i like what the lakers did as well i think they won that team trade that three team trade in my opinion um and i'm very excited to see i mean they might be out of it for this year i would love to see them sneak into a play play in spot they're only two games out of that um but yeah, I, I think D'Angelo that if you're Russell, it, I think that he's a much better fit than, you know, I think Russell Westbrook just needs to be somewhere where he could just drive the lane and, you know, score. Yeah, really, really quickly on that. Um, if you're yeah. a one or two seed, you're almost getting punished this year in the West because there's a chance you play um, the Warriors or the Lakers in the first round. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't right. really seem that fair. Right. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. All right, let's move on. Yeah. What, what, what did you want to talk okay. about? You know, so I watched No Country for Old Men last night. Okay. Good Western classic. Right. And by classic, I guess it was 2007, but still an incredible movie. And after the Grammys, um, you know, the Grammys had that little uh, um, we can call it tribute, little. sure, yeah, tribute. Oh wait, they had they I had the tribute. Yeah, they had a tribute to um to all the people that died over the year um, in the music business, which they always do. Um, That's always very nice. And one of the tributes was, was for um, Loretta Lynn. Yes. And they uh, had a, you know, some country artists singing um, coal man's daughter. I'm proud to be a coal miner's daughter. And I've started listening to that. And I've just got on a kick of like 60s country, Tanner. And, you know, it's hard. We've talked about, you know, my journey with country. And I just, it's hard for me to uh, enjoy a good modern country song. But, you know, the 60s and 70s country has always been my favorite era of country. And now I'm like hooked on it. That's all I've been listening to for the last few days is, is 60s country. I'm very sorry to hear that. Why do you say that? No, that's that complete your... sarcasm. 60s and 70s, I think is really good. Uh, yeah. I like the 80s and 90s a little bit more. That's when Alabama mm. really got into their stuff, who is mm. my favorite. I love Brooks and Dunn, Clint Black, all those guys. But the 60s and 70s are, are a very, very good era as well. Um, yeah, Willie Nelson. Some, some of that's a little slower you know, um, and, and not quite stuff. That's I mean, I'm not going to go into a basketball game. Right. I'm not going to go into a basketball game listening to – you know, but but you know you know back on the road again or anything. Yeah, well, no, definitely not that one. Back when we were in high school, you know, driving up to the Bentry Golf Course mm-hmm. from uh, Olentangy Orange, you know, right uh, on the back roads of Africa Road up there in Lewis Center. Um, it's not yep. bad to have the windows down and and be playing, you know, the, the Coal Miners Donners and Johnny Cash, all of those good good songs yes. uh, from that era. Uh, as it's seventy five degrees outside and you're going to play around. Uh, right. with the boys there's there th- it, that's a uh, tough feeling to really beat in my opinion 
Yeah, um, I agree. And, you know, also, it's electric. You know, Johnny Cash, just wild stuff. You know, I was listening to him sing a song yeah. that he did live from a prison. Yeah. You know, and it's like the prison recording of the prison concert that he did. Imagine, you know, committing uh, tax fraud and then hearing Johnny Cash <laughs> in in jail. Although I doubt many of those guys were tax fraud tax fraud masters or anything but you yeah know. Uh, I, I would not i would i would assume that that was not the case but um, still i mean that's just wild like imagine you know imagine jay-z or you know imagine morgan wallen imagine anybody that's big right now going into a prison and uh, i just i don't know different times i guess yeah i would uh, I, I would agree those were definitely different times uh definitely different times well we're still talking about basketball uh, yes, I, I gave college you a little, basketball. Well, I gave you a little tease before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about it in depth last night on U92. Um, yep. So the Tan Man, he is the head coach of the U92ers. Uh, we're called the 92ers. It's a pretty cool name, I guess. Um, and we have a game tonight at the Student Rec facility at 9 p.m. We're playing Kim's Buddies. Um, and uh, it, it's a big one tonight. We lost last week, but... Uh, Tonight, I, I, we're going to get things done, and, you know, we yeah. we had the guy who set up the team and some of the other guys, they were like, well, the wins and losses don't matter. If you have the most sportsmanship points, you're guaranteed to make the playoffs, and that's the route they <laughs> wanted to take. And the Ethan, sportsmanship you know, you know that I'm a very big advocate of sportsmanship, and, oh, always. Um, you know, I, I run that swim team with 130 kids on it from 4 to 18. Sportsmanship is key. I, I will not dispute that. It, it is one of the most important parts of sports. It's what makes them fun because you develop friendships uh, among rivalries uh, in, in those. And I'm sure we can all point back to a time in our life where you remember a kid on the other side that you're up against. Um, however, I am yeah. throwing that out the window tonight. We are going to do whatever oh, wow. it takes to win. Okay. Oh, wow. Let me tell you. Uh, I don't know if you remember my roommate from last year, Brian McQuellen. He, he's mm. got a couple shows he does here with the U92 stuff in Morgantown. Um, yep. He, he, he averaged like 23 a night in high school playing point guard. He was wow. all county. Yeah. No, he, he was, he's a dude. All right. He can play. He didn't get one foul in the game last week, and he hit the floor about 15 times. And <laughs> so I will not be taking that tonight. I will be calling mm. for the foul. Uh, it's a big night over at the student rec facility. Uh, I, I'm going to get your input here. Last week, now you know, you, you've played a lot of golf with me, so you know I have some wild outfits that I can throw together. Yes, yes, you can. I mean, not even just on the golf course. Well, correct. Yeah, right now I'm sitting here in um, neon chubbies and a gray T-shirt. Um, yep, yep. That the neon, about right. The neon swim trunks. Well, I, why would I buy shorts when I have 18 pairs of swim trunks that are two, two-tone? They work as shorts, too. I, I don't True. care. Um so last week I wore my uh, Polo Ralph Lauren purple uh, pants that are white and purple with elephants all over them. Uh, I, I wore those ones last week with a gray suit jacket and the black shirt with a purple tie. Uh, I think I'm going with the burgundy tonight um, as we've got a big one and we need a win bad. So I, I think that that's going to be the plan. Wow. That's, that is bold. But and they, they were asking me if, if I'd go the suit jacket with with the swim trunks, and I, I, I don't know, that might be a playoff, you know, kind of, oh, wow. kind of outfit, but, you know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, um, Abby, my girlfriend, did not like that I was not matching, uh, mm. 
but you know that that's no, kind of who I am, right? So I, I think right. I got to go into that, right? I, I agree. I think that is who you are. That's yeah. how you, you know, we all market ourselves, and uh, especially <laughs> in this business. And you know, if you've got the, if that's your thing, then yeah, you'll be noticeable, and I think that's always a good thing. And, and then let me ask you this really quick: Have you ever you, you, you've seen intramural leagues, right? Have you played in one? I have. Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen an intramural team come with a mascot? I have not. Okay. Well, we will be. Well, the plan is to have a mascot there tonight. Wow. Uh, because the radio station, we have our own mascot. It's the moose. Uh, uh-huh. And so I think that the moose will be making an appearance tonight as well. Wow. I mean, I've I've seen some pretty big student sections. I've seen some coaches in full suits with clipboards. Right. Yeah. I've that's not me. Seen yeah. The mascot. The mascot as well. In addition to you know a team photographer and live tweeting of the uh, score. I mean. I don't know how much better you can get than that. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, – no, the, the student media organizations always do it right with, uh, with the, you know, live tweeting or the game story or whatever or what have you. Right, So, right. yes, we unfortunately did miss the sign-up time for this year despite um, – it's, uh, it's a big hustle here at Michigan State. You know, there's like there's like 100-something – teams and all the different leagues and and we did not get any of those spots because we were not uh proactive in signing up however last year we did ah, we did drop my arnold palmer cup dropped uh we did make it to the second round of the playoffs um where we were unfortunately defeated by only a few points so we're going to come back strong junior year uh, i hope third so. year yeah but intramural sports are the best and you know gives you a good chance to play yeah, all right. Uh, I agree with all of that. Let's move on to college basketball. Um, yes, real college basketball. a nice basketball. little tangent there. Uh, well, no, hey, last night, that was the preview, right? You know, when you go to a concert and you have the preview, whatever you want to call it, uh, that right. was last night, right? Tonight, that's the big one at the student record. The opener. Yeah, that was the opener. Um, but last night at the West Virginia Coliseum, we're going to start yes. there. 76-71, West Virginia beats number 11, Iowa State, at home in the Coliseum. Uh, Keedy Johnson, 22 points uh, with three for three beyond the arc in 40 minutes. Didn't come out of the game. Very, very good from him last night. One of his best offensive performances. Emmett Matthews Jr. had 20 um, and in 29 minutes. Trey Mitchell had nine. They were three threes. And Joe Tucson added eight off the bench as well. Uh, a great night yeah. at the Coliseum. And, uh, you know, our, our one of our favorite guys, John Rothstein, tweets, you know, just another night in the Big 12. That's what it is. West Virginia, five and two in their last seven, 15 and nine overall now, four and seven in the Big 12. And uh, they're going to be a top 25 team come Monday um, because, you know, four Big 12 wins is uh, four top 15 wins is how that works for the Mountaineers, plus a win against Auburn. Uh, who was number 15 in the country at the time as well. Right. So multiple, multiple top 15 wins this year. I think it's five for the Mountaineers. Um, mm. just, just a crazy, crazy season thus far. Um, and it, it was a wild game uh, all the way to the end. Uh, and a lot, a lot of officiating going on. And, you know, that's not my favorite thing, but it is what it is, right? Right. So... I don't know. Just very happy to see that win last night at the Coliseum. No, that was huge. Things I was keep very, going forward. I was happy to see that for you. Um, over in the – I mean, that was a close game right down to the wire. Over in the SEC, though, 
Oh, with, yeah. With uh, Vanderbilt yeah. beating Tennessee. That was crazy. Huge last-second three, corner three for the win. I mean, giant for Vanderbilt to, to knock off the number six team in the country. Um, other than that, no huge upsets on the night uh, other than those two, I mean. Um, no, no, but the Vandy game, I mean – we were sitting here last night at the United Two Studios, and uh, we saw that halftime score. I think it was thirty-three to thirty. Tennessee was up mm. on Vandy, and I said to the guys, "Oh man, there's no way, right? Vandy, Vandy, Vandy's not going to do anything with that." And because you know, you see that sometimes where a team that's definitely worse than the other team is in it in the first half, and then in the second half it goes like it should. Uh, but last yeah. night, the uh, Commodores were able to hold it together and come back and pull that one off, which is just uh, something you don't see every day, I, I will say. Um, and right. it, it was a wild win uh, for, for Vanderbilt over who many think is the number one overall team. Uh, statistically, they are uh, in, in the volunteers there. Um, but, you know, that's just college basketball, in my opinion, and that's why it makes – for me, the best basketball in the country. Uh, I'd much rather watch college basketball than NBA. Um, even though, you know, we spent 20 minutes on the NBA, that's fine. But if you tell me I can only pick one forever, I, I it is a no even questions asked, it's college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. It's always exciting. Um, Michigan State on uh, Tuesday, the 9 o'clock spot, which is, Something I said that we would get back to. However, um, well, it's a simple point. I just don't understand the nine o'clock spot. It is fun um, in a way, but <laughs> I was there as a reporter, and you know, it gets a little rough when you're trying to turn something around after the game. Well, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not only that, too, but it's like the anticipation, it's all of these things. It's different when it's in league play. Like, when you're playing, you know, a mid-major at 9 o'clock on a Thursday in December, that one does yeah. not have any juice, right? Like, uh, True. I think last year, I forget, it might have been Towson was here in Morgantown. Mm. I don't remember who it was. Huge Yeah, huge, huge 9 p.m. tip. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, not, I mean, well, it was... Because it was, half the time, know. they're still on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, ours was on ESPN, too. But, um... But, yeah, I mean, I get that, you know, somebody has to play at that time. It just make, would make sense for somebody that, you know, is the time zone matches up. You know, Colorado, right. Colorado State, throw that on at 9 o'clock. Right. I think they actually did do when they played. But um, I I just see it as, you know, nonetheless, I, w I was on the court doing my postgame stand-up at 1 yeah. in the morning, and that's really what right. got me. That's, that's where that's it gets That's the only you. reason, yeah. And I but, know you, well, no, Tuesday you don't have the early class, right? It's Monday? It is Monday and Wednesday, so I had yeah. to wake up. I went oh, to bed. At, so, like, yeah, it was not fun. Yes. So I, I, I went to bed, and then I had to be up at 8 in the morning. Uh, my roommate was watching Better Call Saul when I got back, so I watched an episode of that with him, and then I went to bed at All like right, There's nothing better than that show. Yeah. Walk, woke up at about 6.30, and I, well, it was more like 7, and decided to go to class and I had a great day yesterday Tanner but nonetheless yeah. Michigan State winning uh winning a close one up you know we went off to a uh, they went off to a 15 and 0 start okay. they ended up down four in the second half after some you know a, 
just some abysmal stretch with seven points or seven minutes, no points. Um, yeah, that's that's no that's good. gonna hurt you. <laughs> yeah, that's and no, good. Uh, no, and then uh, we squeaked out the win. Tom Izzo was happy just to get a win because we've had such a tough schedule the last two weeks. And the Big Ten, you know, the top of the Big Ten is very tough, and the middle is too, really. Um, yeah, Indiana so, and Purdue are really good. Yeah, so Ohio State on Sunday, and uh, uh, who is awful? Yes, so hopefully we can we you, play them two more times. You know I relish in that. Oh yes. Oh, I yes, enjoy you that do. very much. And I have to say I enjoy it right now as well. Um, <laughs> Ethan, one day it will be out of your bloodstream completely, and you'll bleed green. I, I'm not worried about it. No, I do. It, yeah, it, it's our. It happened the second that I stepped on campus. Good. Good. I'm. I because never, uh, I, I never, I never root against them in other situations. Oh, you but, need to because it's so much more fun. Well, I'm not rooting for them either. It's just, yeah, you know, like it's like just, when they're when they're, they're just they're, another team. When, when, no yeah. different than Purdue. Right, right. Although I hate Purdue. Put them on that level, right Ethan. Put them on that level. Let's go. Come on. There's nothing like Ohio State failing to meet expectations after they have the entire world behind them at the beginning of the year. When they lose to Michigan again next year, it will feel just as good as it did this year. Give me well, a it is break. True that, it is true that a lot of times uh, Ohio State, you know, Ohio versus the world or whatever. No, no, say, that is true. That is 100% accurate. But Yeah, but they say that, like, you know, they're being um, doubted. You know, people are, are doubting them. Right. You know, that never happens. Michigan State, I don't think anybody saw as a football school two, you know, a, a year ago. And we... Uh, you know, Michigan State turned around and won the Peach Bowl, had a great season. Uh, people are always betting on Ohio State doing well. And, right, um, yeah. And, and, you know, it, the Ohio against the world, I will stand with that with the Jackets, with everybody else in Ohio. For Ohio State, I could not care because yeah. you consistently have the expectations. You are ranked in the top five at the start of every year. You have everything in your favor. You continue to struggle against awful Big Ten teams. And I do not feel bad for them when they lose these big games because they have all of the talent in the world. They have every five-star recruit at every position, and they still can't get it done. There's only one player I root for on Ohio State. Well, maybe two, and that's you know Zach Harrison, obviously, uh, who went yes. to high school with us. I would love to see him have success at the next level. And then I yeah. do love James Laurinaitis. But other than that, I don't care. Well, I think he's been gone for quite a bit. Well, yeah, but now he's back. He's a GA now, coaching linebackers. Uh, so oh, he's going on that Brian Hartline trout, and I would imagine that uh, yes. he, he finds a lot of success in doing that. I do have to say, that. I do root for Brian Hartline. Um, That's fine. He know, was a Cleveland Brown Browns, too. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Not, not, um, I mean, Hartline's a good guy. He owned a Valero where I used to live, and it was a nice gas station. Um, <laughs> I think that was him that owned it. I don't, don't quote me on that. I was pretty sure it was Brian Hartline who owned the Valero uh, by my old house. But uh, Wow. Yeah, no, that was still when he was in the league, though. Um, no, but it, it is so enjoyable for me when they lose uh, because that's everybody who always gives me stuff about, oh, West Virginia didn't make a bowl game, Ethan. Yeah, well, guess what? At the end of the year, you didn't win a bowl game either. So let's let's calm down. Let's calm down. Yeah. Going 11-1 and one and not winning anything at the end of the year, yeah, you feel a little bit better, but it's the same thing as going five and seven. I don't care. Yeah, don't give well, me that. Come on. I mean, I mean, I never. I don't know. I. That's Michigan just, is that's, public enemy number one. Well, yeah, yeah, and and I cannot stand anything, um, anything to do with that school whatsoever. Um, Not a big Jawan Howard so, fan, Ethan. 
No, I can't say I am, Tanner. And <laughs> um, I don't think I'm alone in that either in the world. But I don't um, think you're alone in that at Ann Arbor. <laughs> yeah, I probably not. Um, his own son might have some second yeah. thoughts right now as the way that things are turning out. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, wild stuff. Uh, other scores last night in college basketball, like you mentioned, not not too many ones that are surprising. Alabama continues to dominate the SEC, although they yeah. play the Big 12 and they are awful, so I don't know how good they truly are. Uh, Houston looks amazing. Creighton gets a win. They're back in the top 25. I'm always happy when Creighton is good. Uh, San Diego State, they, they had a close one against Utah State. I don't really know anything about that conference, though, um, just to be completely transparent. Uh, yeah. Those are the top 25 games from last Mountain night. West. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of mid-majors last night. Not very many Power 5 games. Uh, Mississippi State gets LSU, though, down at the bottom there. Wisconsin gets Penn State no T. Wisconsin struggled uh, a little bit this yes. year. Yes, yes. I mean, really, in all facets, they're last in hockey in the Big Ten right now, and yeah, and hurting in uh, they're hurting in and this and uh, basketball play yeah. as well. I don't know if they're hurting right now as far as football goes. I think they're pretty happy up there in Madison. Yeah, uh, Luke Fickle, I I do like him. Um, I think that was a great hire. I I don't think they ever envisioned being able to get him a year ago. Um, no, that was, yeah. that's a really interesting thing to me because Cincinnati's coming to the big 12 now, uh, and you were going to be a power five coach anyway. Why leave what you've already built? I think he's well, a big 10 guy. Um, yeah, I think, he's but now like he can, there. he can really never go be the head coach in Columbus. Like he was always planned to be, I think in a lot of the, the back of people's minds. Mm, I, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know if they'd have him back. You don't, you don't know. Uh, the interim year know, was bad, was but like year. it was a bad year. I know he's a different coach, and you know he wasn't ready. Like, for Like, like position. if he's still at Cincinnati, I think in five years or whatever, when Ryan Day might be done and go to the NFL or something like that. Heck, I don't even know. It might be sooner than that. I I always yeah, felt but like I don't know if you. I don't know if you're gonna wait. I don't know if you're gonna wait that long. And yeah, but if you're at a power five, a... if you're at a power five in Cincinnati rather than in the A10. You have more of a chance to find a lot more postseason success, in my opinion. It's a little bit easier to recruit. I mean, you made the yeah. playoff at Cincinnati already, so I, I don't know. I, to go and then you know, I think he, he made the right move, just he, in my eyes. Yeah, but. he's going to run air raid up there in Madison too. I, it's completely different what he's doing. Yeah. So uh, um, that a little off topic, but that's no. fine. So I don't know. College basketball. It's very very exciting. Lots of good games coming up. Uh, you yes. mentioned you get Ohio State this weekend. That's nice. We go to Texas um, here mm. in Morgantown, noon on Saturday, uh, which is That's interesting. Tough. Uh, you get Fran Fraschilla at Purdue tomorrow, uh, mm. if that interests you. Or I guess tonight, that is. It's tonight uh, on Thursday. Uh, any other big games tonight? I mean, Iowa's not great. Uh, Northwestern at Ohio State. Northwestern's been good this year, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, the Northwestern has surprised a lot of people. Um, yeah, them they're and, really them and Michigan Russia. State's. They're yeah, they're really Michigan State's kryptonite. Um, they've lo- they've won their last three against the Spartans. Um, Boo Booey is always a problem, and you know this might be his last year, which you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, he's been there for a long time, um, but yeah, some surprising 
some surprising stories out of there. Gonzaga facing San Francisco tonight. Don't bet against San Francisco. Yeah. I like what they're uh, I like what they're doing as well. I think they were ranked at one point this season, possibly at the beginning. The Dons have fallen to fifteen and eleven, but um, I, I don't know. I think that's a that's going to be my upset pick of the night, um, just completely randomly and out of thin air. Uh, that sounds good to me. On Saturday, uh, you got UConn Creighton. That's a ranked game on Fox. Uh, that's that's definitely a matchup. Twenty one versus twenty three. Uh, you yeah. get Bama and Auburn. Auburn's pretty good. Uh, those tickets are two hundred bucks. Wow! Uh, in, in that big rivalry game, there, um, they'll tell you it doesn't matter, but it does to them if they win. Uh, sure. You get seventeen TCU, fourteen Baylor. That's a good game. Uh, TCU's been really good. Jamie Dixon um, has really done a great job down there since leaving Pitt. Uh, Jamie Dixon, not a fan favorite in Morgantown. Um, I can imagine not. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, some of the other games there on Saturday, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Oklahoma State's won, I think, three or four in a row here in the Big 12. They've turned it on as of late. Iowa State obviously falling last night in Morgantown. Um, so that's interesting. Indiana, Michigan, Indiana's turned their season around. Uh, they were top 10 team for a while, and then they fell out of the top 25, and now they're back. Yeah, uh, yeah, Trace Jackson Davis. Bit, yeah, yeah. Trace yeah. Jackson Davis has been playing well, um, very well, in fact. He's, I think he's made himself some money this year. Um, you know, people have been saying, why are you still here? Um, he's been able to leave for the last, you know, since his first year at Indiana. He's now in his third. But um, I think he made himself some money this year, uh, moving himself up the list of some teams' draft boards. Just from good play, I mean, he's really the same player that he came in, and some people think that he should have left after that first year, but I like how he's developed. I like college players staying longer, um, and I don't really have any any qualms with PJD, despite, uh, I mean, I won't say that when we're playing them, but which does happen um, at home in a week or two uh, here in East Lansing. But I, th- I think... Uh, I think he's doing the right thing, and they are going to be a force come Big Ten tournament time. I just don't know if anyone can beat Purdue. I don't know if anyone else can beat Purdue right now. Uh, Indiana's managed to do it. Um, so. Hey, Rutgers did it too. That's true. That's true. I just don't. West know if Virginia was again. close in November. West Virginia had him down to four with two minutes left. Uh, yes. And they just couldn't close that one out. But uh, yeah, no, it's wild at the top. Um, Lots of great stuff going on in college basketball. There's nothing really to talk about in the NHL this week because they're still on the all-star break for the most part. Most teams haven't come back to play. The Jackets play tomorrow. I don't care. Yes. Do you care? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I no, don't no, not at all. Not at all. But you know what I, is happening right now, Tanner? What's that? Right now, this second, the Waste Management Open. Oh, yes. That's a great one out there in Phoenix. I mean, the, that's really the start of PGA. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it's coming, yes. For real, so... What's the Masters countdown at, Tanner? I was literally typing that in. Uh, I think that it is 56 days. Last week it was 63, so I think the math there is 56, right? That would be the math, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so then it should be 56. Um, i got to type in how many days till April 4th, not till the Masters. Yeah, 50, oh, it's 54 days. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. It's going to be here before we know it. 
Uh, the Waste Management Open, though, that's a really fun event out there in Phoenix. Yes, it is. They've built that Coliseum-type three-tier fan engagement that completely encircles that uh, par three there. I think, what is that? Is that 17 or 16? Um, where, yeah. You know, if there's a hole in one this was, weekend. I it was 18. No, I don't think it's 18. Um, um, I think that's Sawgrass that so you're thinking of the, the Island Green. Right. Oh, it's it's seventeen. Yeah. yeah is it seventeen? The so, featured hole, featured hole number. Oh wait, maybe it is sixteen. Let, let me tell you something right now. If there is they a ca- hole, the stands kind of go around. Apparently, the last few holes. I think it. I'm pretty sure it's sixteen here though. Okay. Uh, what I was gonna say is, if there is a hole in one this weekend, I promise that you will not be able to not see it. If you yeah. turn on the TV, you will see it, uh, because. True. It will be insane. It will delay the round by an hour. Um, right. There will be beers thrown everywhere, cocktails yeah. thrown everywhere. No, it's great for the sport. Oh, it, yeah. No, that one has really truly... become a very good fan engagement event, and I bet you tickets are not cheap to get into that place. Oh, no, and especially not up there. I mean, golf is already a very high, um, high disposable income sport Right. Um, you have to have, but... I, I'm sure it's insane to be up in those booths and, you know, a huge weekend there. Um, you've got the Super Bowl. You've got the Waste Management Open Yeah, in that's so true. You've got this Kevin Durant trade. I mean, I don't see why people in Phoenix aren't having, you know, a Y2K party. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, it's all going down in if Phoenix yeah, if right you're, now. If you're a Phoenix sports person this weekend, uh, this probably is the best weekend of the year for you right now. Obviously, your football team's not in it, but you just got Kevin Durant. You've got yep. one of the best tournaments in golf, and the Super Bowl just happens to be there this weekend as well. And I'm sure it's felt like the Super Bowl is going to be there for a month because of all the stuff they do for it. Um, right. We'll talk about the Super Bowl really quickly. Neither I, I really could not care about it. Uh, I don't really want the Chiefs to win it. That's my only thing. Other than that, I don't care. I think that if the Eagles are able to pass or pressure Patrick Mahomes, uh, then they are going to win the game. Um, because yeah. while the Chiefs defense has three studs at each level of it, right, Chris Jones, he pretty much won them that game last weekend. They're, uh-huh. they're, they're not what the Eagles' defense is, and there's no way Mahomes is 100% healthy. So if they're able to get in his face and get him on the ground early, uh, it could be a long night for Kansas City fans um, yeah. because the Eagles are very healthy. They've played only two games since the end of the regular season. Both of those games were complete routes. Um where I don't really think they lost anyone. And the run game for Philadelphia has been incredible. Um, Boston Scott played well against New York. You've got Kenneth Gainwell there as well, along with Miles Sanders, three legit running backs, uh, you could say, for what their roles are. And Jalen Hurts has been awesome all year. The trade for A.J. Brown was wild, and it has worked out in every way for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fact that on that defense you had Hassan Reddick last year, and you've got the best defensive line in football. Uh, right. And I don't think it's particularly that close. I mean, obviously I'm partial to the Steelers, where you got Watt and uh, Highsmith and then Hayward in the middle, but it's it's not the same as that Eagles defensive front. And then the offensive line for Philadelphia is the best offensive line in football. So mm-hmm. uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they needed to be a shootout where Mahomes can just throw it down the field. But then the question is, who is he throwing it to? Right, Juju is True. questionable, um, although he's definitely going to play because I think there's a deal in his contract where if they win the Super Bowl and he plays 50% of the snaps, he gets a million-dollar bonus, so he will want to be out there. 
Yes, uh, I would want to be out there as well. Is questionable, I think, as well. Um, I don't think Hardman is playing, right? Is that who went on IR for them? And, yeah, they get Edwards yeah. Alaire back. But uh, if the Eagles are able to cover Travis Kelsey, then it could really not go well for the Chiefs. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I think it's an Eagle, the Eagles game to lose. Um, yeah, I don't and, think it's as much as a toss-up as people think. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. We already got some chips and queso for the game because everything sold out within five miles of East Lansing last year, oh, okay. um, right before the Super Bowl. So we're already stocked up. And we will be uh, we will be watching. You know, it's just an American sporting event. Oh, one, yeah, no, there's no you way you're not watching to... the Super Bowl. But right, it's just the result. I'm less uh, tuned into. But you know, the Eagles haven't won since you know whenever that year was. What was that? Like it's 20... only five years ago. Yeah. Right. When you look at it, you got to give Philadelphia a ton of credit. This is a different quarterback and a different head coach, and to yeah. turn around and be in the Super Bowl again in five years. Uh, it, it, it does not happen really ever. Yeah. Um, it happened with the Patriots when it was Parcells and Bledsoe that went, and then it was Belichick and Brady not too long after that. That's right. a little different because Parcells retired, right? You didn't fire the guy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, Tomlin and Cowder did it, but it was still Roethlisberger. And then the Ravens did it with Trent Dilfer and Brian Billick. Um, and then it was Harbaugh and Flacco, but I think that was seven or eight years later. So right. it, it, it does not happen. Um, yeah, it's a lot of credit to the Eagles. Yeah, you definitely. have to. And they really did just build that team from within, right? They didn't go out and make all these splashy deals. Yeah, they gave up a first-round pick for A.J. Brown, but they had another one still behind it, right? When you have right. one in your pocket because you've built the team well enough and traded off high-value assets that weren't going to be a part of your future – it works out. And so uh, Howie Roseman has done a great job with that team. Nick Sirianni was a questionable hire. I don't think it's questionable anymore. Um, yeah. And, I mean, it's very impressive what they've done. Let me ask you this, because I don't know. You might have missed this, Ethan. Uh-huh. Did you know that the Kelsey brothers are playing each other in the Super Bowl? You know, I did miss that. I, you you I missed had, that? I had no idea. Did I you also no know that this is the Andy Reid Super Bowl? He's the winningest coach in both franchise histories. Oh, wow. That's I, I, a... It's that's a stat to talk about constantly. If good Lord. That, I, that's what really turns well, me off on these games is they I mean, pick three or four narratives, and that's all yeah. you see and hear about. Yeah, there. I was about to say, there are there is a very set – I mean, every Super Bowl has had storylines. You know, anytime that there's brothers playing, the Harbaugh brothers. Um, I think one that point, one was better than this one. Yeah, right, agree, because the that's the coaching message. Still, Travis and Jason Kelsey aren't even going to be on the field at the same time until the end of the game and before the game in warmups. Like they're not. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the thing though about sports is that you know coverage. You have to find something, and many people just talk about the same thing the whole time, which makes it hard to consume. I it. don't know. It's always like it's always like, the same. You know damn well that when this thing opens on Sunday, Kevin Burkhart's going to be saying. Oh, the Kelsey brothers are here. Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey of the Eagles. This is Super Bowl 57. Is it 57 this year? I don't even know. It is 57, yeah, but Super I don't Bowl think that's going to be the first thing he's going to say, but I'm sure that I, will, I, It I will mean, be in the opening you monologue. You can't ignore it. Uh, it will be it. in the opening monologue. Andy Reid, uh, the winningest coach think, in Philadelphia well, maybe history. That. Uh, maybe that one, but yeah. I don't think – I'll bet you I – I would put that on – 
you know, prize picks or whatever that uh, they do not say that in the open about the Kelsey. Oh, Andy Reid, I could see, but I buddy, don't think it's going to be. Come on, it's a scene setter. Are you kidding me? That's exactly yeah. what they're going to do. And then he's going to say, stay tuned for the Breaking Bad Popcorners commercial, which I'm kind of excited about. Uh, I'm more excited about that, I think, than the <laughs> well, I don't think Because we get yeah. to see Mr. White coming back. Uh, so last time, he says. The last time? Brian Cranston said this is likely the last installment of the Breaking Bad franchise. Which, should it have been a Popcorners commercial? <laughs> I don't think so. No, However, uh, it is a Popcorners commercial. Yeah. You, you, so. you mentioned that you were watching Better Call Saul. Have you seen all of those? No. Okay, you should watch it. You watch Breaking Bad? I've watched seasons uh, half of three, four, and five. Uh, okay, well, I've you, seen... you need to get on that. Yeah, we'll have to offline about that because I know that I did it wrong. But I, Kylie was watching, and I had to jump in with her and like at the end of season three, and yeah. I got hooked, and I watched the end of it, and I understood what happened before. You know, you just well, yeah, becomes... that's probably good. Enough. I think Better Call Saul's better. Um, that's what I'm starting to feel a little bit. Everybody has else has told me no, but uh, I don't know. No, Maybe I, it's just I that's what's going on you. in the room right now. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's my that's I I I much more enjoyed Better Call Saul. I thought it was better. Uh, no pun intended or whatever you want to say there. Um, but my favorite thing is that Seinfeld caused Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul subsequently uh, because Brian mm. Cranston got his start there along with Anna Gunn and uh, a couple other people. Uh, True. As far as I'm concerned, I would have much rather had him be called Dr. Watley than Mr. White. Um, I think that would have been <laughs> I think, a I, well, character I don't know choice. If, yeah, I don't know if that, uh, Dr. If that Watley, was Tim mo- Watley's arc. Yeah, well, Dr. <laughs> Watley moved out to Albuquerque. He got cancer and doesn't have any money anymore because his dentistry failed. Um, he wound up getting a wife and stuff, and... All of the other things. <laughs> I think that would have been great. Um, one other been thing, interesting for sure. I, <laughs> no, that would have been stupid. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about: uh, the Nintendo Direct was yesterday, where they announced all of these new games. Yes, yes. I am extremely disappointed this morning. I don't really care about Nintendo, but I saw a rumor a couple days ago. And then I got very excited because they said mm. a new Mario Super Sluggers was coming. <laughs> And now, me yeah. and you, we've played a couple games of that. Yes. Maybe, maybe um, more than a couple. Day. Maybe more back than a couple. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot more than a couple. Yeah. Uh, I, I played it last weekend. I have the Wii here with me. Uh, and uh, I'm extremely disappointed that that did not come to fruition yesterday. Just, just heartbreaking. Um, yeah, they announced a new track, and they announced Birdo coming to... Uh, oh, thank God. Coming to Mario Kart. So I, I can't play Mario Kart 8. I think it sucks. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I, I see no difference in any of the Mario Karts that have come well, out. Well, no. Like my thing is, courses. like I'll, I'll I'll race people on that, right? But I'm not going to sit there and try to beat it when everything's unlocked for me. Mm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like I think the Wii was way more fun. It forced you to actually unlock all the characters and all the carts and everything. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just. Something, uh, and, and if you could have brought back Super Sluggers, just remastered, even in HD. Yeah, I mean, maybe I it's coming that. at some point. I, that would be fun. Yeah. I hope so. I, I would love that. Um, really quickly, I do need to uh, plug the U92 pledge drive, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Go so for it. Support the Moose by pledging your love to the Moose this Valentine's Day. U92 will be bringing you 36 hours of consecutive programming with music, sports, and public affairs starting at noon on Monday, February 13th, and running until midnight to cap it off on Tuesday, which is Valentine's Day. We are asking you again to pledge your love to us. Uh, the Sports Block, hosted by myself, Tanner Lambert, along with other United Tours, including Anissa Gallo, Sean Tansky, Brian McQuellen, and many, many more, uh, will be from 10 a.m. to noon, live satellite show in the Mountain Lair, the Student Union Building here on campus in Morgantown, uh, from 10 to 12 again on Tuesday. We will be interviewing head baseball coach Randy Mazie live in the Mountain Lair, head men's soccer coach Dan Stratford live in the Mountain Lair, head women's soccer coach and Big 12 tournament champion of this past year, Nikki Izzo-Brown, who just completed her 27th season in the helm, five Big 12 titles in 12 years in the Big 12, live in the Mountain Lair. It will be a fun day with all kinds of giveaways, trivia, live trivia, I should say, and prizes coming with that, along with all the Mountaineer sports talk you are wanting to hear, again, live in the Mountain Lair, uh, live terrestrially here in Morgantown at 91.7 on your radio dial, and live online at www.u92themoose.com. You can learn more about how to donate and more about the moose in general, again, at u92themoose.com and by clicking on the Donate button. So, Ethan, you remember the old telethon we did once or twice in high school? Yes, I do. The uh, telethon uh, with the OOHS juice. Yes, um, yes. That was only what? What did we do? Did we do 12 hours at one time? Or did we only, yeah, I we, think so. We got up to 12, uh, I think. We did uh, eight yeah. or six. I know we did six the first time. The election show was 12 hours. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Uh, 36 hours? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a heck of a lot. Uh, they that only, was an impressive read you just did there as well. Yeah, they're only requiring me to do twelve or two hours, <laughs> so I get I get it to be a little bit easier than what it was prior. Um, yeah, but you know, three head coaches live interview. That's that'll be that'll a be pretty exciting. Sweet deal. That will be I will for sure tune into that. I, uh, that's uh, that is going to be big. Yeah, it, it'll be awesome. Uh, now let me ask you this really quick before we go here. Yeah, you have been a host of the Juice many a time. Uh-huh. I've done many things with the juice back in high school. Yes. Do you ever have to, like, go back and, like, your friends or something are making you watch some of those old ones? Uh, yeah, I have to pull it up every once in a you, while. You've yeah. done, like, like, I was home at Christmas break, and we were uh-huh. we were uh, having a get-together and doing dinner and stuff, and somebody got control of the YouTube, and then we were watching the juice, and I was, took me back, you know? Yeah, that'll happen every once in a while. There's some good, there's some good some... laughs on there. Yeah, well, you know, I was with Lawton Heinley and uh, the dating show. I forgot all about how he was. Oh my on goodness! That. Right, yes. right. Um, yeah, something, something to think about. Yeah, that is a throwback. <laughs> That's a throwback for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well. What I know for sure is that there's a picture of me and you hanging in that press box, and that that's that's what yes, keeps you happy is. sometimes. Signed picture. Signed picture. Not me. many people have those. Only only one Two other legends. person, as far as I'm concerned, Brett Deal. True. Uh, I don't know. Did we put? I think we might have put one in the studio, but maybe not. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't remember. Maybe long gone and long moved on at this point. But <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Yes, and you you seen you seen what Pioneer Basketball is doing? I wouldn't mind going to call one of their games right now. They were yes. they were undefeated yes, through it's January. An exciting, it's yeah. an exciting uh, season for the. For that division, uh, yeah. Liberty's oh. really good as well. So we, we, the rivalry we, we knew, is hot. We knew going into senior year when those divisions changed in the Ohio Capital Conference that yeah. Orange was in the toughest, and by God, is that true. Um, 
Yes. Elias Lewis is a dude. I will just yes, say he is. Mikey Mikey McCollum, a dude. Uh, I remember Elias Lewis as a freshman dunking in games, and now as a senior, you know, twenty plus a night, just just terrific play from that guy. Uh, I'm yeah, impressed. I still have, I still tune, I still uh, I pay attention for, yeah, the Orange Sports Live. Yeah, Good oh for, for sure. You know, for I the saw kids for keeping it up. Yeah, you know? I I saw Coach Kalo uh, at Raising Cane's one day over break. It was nice. He looked yeah. at me twice because most people don't recognize me now when I go back uh, with the beard that I've got going. Right. Um, yes, looking like the mountaineer right. mascot. Are you gonna make a run for that? Oh, uh, Ethan, I I don't have time for that. I would love yeah. to. Um, but the you're probably one of like six people on campus that have the beard for it. Now, now, if you think of this place, do you think that that's true? Okay, I realized that the second that I said it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be the only person up here in Michigan if that makes you feel any better. Well, I appreciate that. Um, no, there's not that many of us that have. Like, there's people that do beards, but mine is long. Like, people yeah. don't people. People keep them cleaned up. Me, I don't care what I look like. Yes. You know that. So I, yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, like the Mountaineer does like 350 events a year. Yeah, uh, it is. It's yeah. a lot. So I, I don't have that kind of commitment uh, or time available, I should say, to make that kind of commitment. Um, but yeah, so Pledge Drive, very exciting coming next week here on yes. the airwaves at U92 in Morgantown, I should say. Uh, Pledge but Drive for Tanner. For me, tune into the uh, Spartan Sports Report on Monday. Uh, we will be coming back. Well, I guess it will be posted on Tuesday morning. So Tuesday midday for your lunch, uh, your lunchtime viewing. Check out me at the duel in the D Michigan State taking That's on Michigan weekend. in Little Caesars Arena on Saturday. Yes. That's, give that a watch. That on, is wild. Um, whatever. I I mean, I think it's on Big Ten Network. I would it assume. Yeah, it's on BTN. Valley Sports, right? um, but that's not that's exciting, uh, man. I'm really yes. happy for you. Uh, yes. So I would assume they sell Little Caesars in the arena. Yeah. There is definitely Little Caesars in the arena, yes. I'd take that over Jets nationwide. Well, they did say the media has pizza available, uh, free pizza and salad and some other things. For the Hopefully media, you can get so some I'll, crazy bread. Um, I'll, let you, <laughs> I'll let you know if it's Little Caesars. Now, now I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you. There's no roosters yeah. up by you either, right? No, there's not. No roosters. That's a brutal, brutal development. Was there a roosters by you? There was. It closed two years before I got here because B-dubs oh. beat it out, which is just mm. disgusting. Yeah, there's a, that's, there's a B-dubs up that's here. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Because you drive by the building, and it's the roosters design building, and now it's a Mexican restaurant. And I just, <laughs> I just, like, a tear falls down my face every time, dude. Yeah, that is rough. It's it's horrible. Just Just horrible. I mean... That's one of the things I miss the most. I miss that and Central Ohio pizza. Columbus pizza is the best pizza in the country. Square Whoa. cut, thin, extra crispy. Mm, I don't. I. I no. I. I ooh. It, it's true. That one's gonna get. That one's gonna get some backlash. I, I. No. What, what do you like? What do you? You really think that the best pizza anywhere is in Columbus, Ohio? Yes, I do. Have you had pizza in East Lansing? Is it comparable? Well, I'm not saying like Papa John's and like the big chains. I'm saying if you go to the local spot like Pizza Cottage or Granddad's or something like pizza that. Pizza Cottage is not a local spot. Yeah, it is. Pizza Cottage is here. No way. There's, pizza you, Cottage is you a have shame. A, the first Pizza my, Cottage was at Buckeye Lake. My brother, Pizza Cottage is not. My brother. Uh, <laughs> do, they, do they cook it and cut it the same? I think so. I don't know. What do you? That's mean? that's Central Ohio style pizza. It is from Columbus. What? What? What is? 
the square cut thin extra crispy. That's like how like isn't that how like Papa John's does it? No, Papa John's does the triangles and it's thick. Oh, I guess it is Donato's that does that. Right, Donato's from Columbus. Yeah, okay. Pizza Cottage is, as far as I'm concerned, national though. Let's see locations. Buckeye Lake. Buckeye Lake, the first one. Oh, oh, Um, Ethan, you know you can't argue with me about food. I'm gonna be right. Oh wait, Pizza Cottage. Oh, sorry, I was. I'm You're thinking so of Cottage Inn or something? Yes, yes, I am. I'm oh, Pizza Cottage. Okay, now that I've okay, let me reframe here. Pizza Cottage, not good. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes. All right, and listen. Now, no, will, no, 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 no. Right, I might have to give it. I might have to give it a second chance when, because I when, got it on like the first week that it was. That yeah. it opened its lo- new location yeah, right in no, front no, of my no. house. I'm taking you to the one at bad. Buckeye Lake, the original one where the ovens are okay. from the 70s. Now I agree with you. I agree with you here that that thin square cut pizza is incredible. I wasn't saying that it's that it's that's that it's bad. I'm just saying that you cannot say that the best pizza in the world is in Columbus, Ohio. I think my personal choice is New York. Some might say Chicago. Some might say Detroit up here. It's oh, like the jet style pizza. That's disgusting. But um, Ethan, I've I been, like I've, all pizzas, but I've been I, all. I no, I will eat any kind of pizza. But my I favorite, agree. those tiny squares that you can just like pop in your mouth that I used to get when I was a kid. I do agree. I miss that. Dearly it is the best. I have never style thought about that as Columbus, pizza. Ohio pizza. It is. Now, it is Ohio pizza. Uh, you're going to have to pull up a scholarly article for our next show to Ethan, convince me. of Ethan, that. I've been to Dallas. I've been to Tampa. I've been to Miami. I've been to L.A. I've been to LaGuardia in New York. That's the only part of New York I've been to. <laughs> I've been to Detroit. I've been to D.C. I've been everywhere. I've been to St. Louis. I've been to Chicago. I've had pizza in all of these places. It sucks compared to what we have in Columbus. And well, I'm not trying to be nostalgic. I'm being completely honest with you. I really, I, uh, that is your opinion. I, I sure. had, I've been a lot of places and had a lot of pizza too, and it's been pretty good. I, I, I went, I went to the Northwestern Ohio State game this year in Chicago. We got uh-huh. local Chicago style homemade pizza. Yeah. It was okay. I would eat it again. It's pizza, right? So I'm going to eat that over anything else. But yeah, as far as pizza goes, no. Wow. No. That was a hot take and a half there. No, I... no, 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 it's not a hot take if it's the truth, Ethan. <sighs> I really thought you would have agreed with me there. I have no good pizza here. Uh, it's, it, it's horrible. I'm, I'm making homemade pizza in my apartment. Yeah, I and, don't. And you, I... and you damn well better believe it's square cut. Well, I don't believe that Columbus, Ohio has the best pizza in the world. I think that that I, is I'm going to take you to some places when we go back, and, and your well, life I've, will be where, changed. I've been to most places. I'm not saying it's bad. I love. I do love that style. All right, You're we're going to name drop some places that. then. You've not been to the original Pizza Cottage, and the one in Lewis Center is good. The first week of something opening, you shouldn't go. Yeah, um, yeah, be fair. Okay, so it was just so bad that I it, yeah it ruined right. it for me. No, that's that's the, I'm sorry to hear that because that's not the experience you usually get. Uh, so the Pizza Cottage, great. Donato's, really good. That's a chain, Donato, but it's, it's a Columbus-based chain, so it's it is a it's, it's local. Not, it's not really most other places, but right. I, I I don't Donato's is not my favorite of the chains. Okay, uh, I, there's this place out in Groveport. It's called Little Sicily's, and there's a Little Italy down there. Both of those, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Well, where where do you get Italy, pizza you when get you're home? Pizza. You get it from like Papa John's or Marco's or something like that. I'm sure. Right, no. yeah. Kylie worked at Marco's for a time, right? You probably well, eat yeah, Marco's I, I quite mean, a bit. At that point, I haven't had it since, but uh, there's a reason, huh? But um, no, I 
Toronto's incredible under new ownership now. Oh, really? Um, so yes. Interesting. So we'll yeah, Toronto's is good. Back. Toronto's good, but that's 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 homemade. That's not like a local. Like it's a local spot. Uh, yes. When you get yes, the big is. pizza, have you noticed that it's square cut there too? Okay. Uh, fine. Uh, what well, do you? It's also just dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, what do you like? You like jets? Yeah, I got I'll Wrong. get some jets from time to time. Wrong. Terrible. Horrible. Mellow mushrooms yeah. pretty good, but that's also I've never just had dough. That. Just dough. Um, I've never had that. Do you just not eat pizza? You're not giving me very good examples, pal. Um, I'm trying to think right now. I don't know. It's early in the morning. Oh, okay. I mean, here, at least here in East Lansing, it is Domino's and uh, oh. Cottage Inn because we are college students and that's what we get delivered to us. Um, Did I, however, Domino's um, is okay. Yeah, it's it's like it's like three feet from this building that I'm in right now, so <laughs> it's um it's a good option for sure. Yeah. Oh no. But, the, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we ranked our pizza in um the office, uh, California Pizza Kitchen, a little bit more gourmet, but that's one of my favorites. Um, we're okay. we'll come next week. We'll come next week with the top five pizza joints, uh, and because I think I need to think on this one and do some research because I'm drawing a blank right now. I have had a lot of pizza in my day. Um, I would I would assume so. Now, we both can agree on this fact right here. Okay. Yeah. The best snack in the world. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to agree on this. No, no, no. I've already name dropped this place once today. Uh-huh. A hot dog and a Mountain Dew from the Bentry Golf Club. Oh. <laughs> See? You just hear that noise. I mean, come on. Yes, you're yeah, taking that, me back there. Best snack in the world. Yeah. That That yeah, is you. really, really, really hard to beat. Incredibly difficult to beat. Mm. Dios mio, says yes. Yeah. Uh, I after I after twelve that. periods of class at at, uh, at high school, going to play a round of uh, golf. The well, Bentry hot dog and the Mountain Dew is incredibly difficult. And that eat. Mountain Dew that comes out of the Bentry fountain is I, it's different, man. With a little bit something. It's else. got something it in is. it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, right. That is that is one of the best snacks in the world. Yeah, I do have a hot to dog's say, a snack. Yeah, correct. I've I've completely I've realized now that. Um, Almost that most of the times that I get pizza, it is from uh, a Blaze mod kind of place where you build it yourself. Um, okay. That's more what I frequent. After looking up pizza in my Apple photos and it's showing me all the pizza that I've gotten, I've been to <laughs> I've been to Mod Pizza a lot of times, which is no longer at that location. I don't know if it's closed completely. Yeah, no, I've been Polaris, to, it's uh, gone. Yeah, yeah, I've been to. Um, I go to Blaze Pizza a lot. I get those. Yeah, you know, we those lost ours. Pizzas. We had one of those here too, and that's gone. Also by LeBron. Um, and then I love those. I love those when you go to like a market, and like the North Market, or there's a market in Atlanta that I went to with Kylie. Um, when you go to one of those markets and you get like a thin New York style pizza, I love that. I, that's why I said New York's probably the best pizza, but I love that thin pizza, and which does you know that is what Columbus style is apparently. Um, and I do like that, I have to say, but I, I just think that Columbus having the best pizza in the world is quite the leap. Um, so next next week, we'll come with our top five pizza places, and we'll continue this, all right? All right, fine, fine. Get some real Detroit style. Tell me how it is. Uh, oh, yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm going down there. I'll have to get some uh, are, something. Are you, uh, are you driving or are you buddies? taking the uh, Michigan, what is it called, the Michigan bus line? Michigan or, Flyer. Yeah, the Flyer, that's what it is. I am take. I am driving. I'm taking the van. Oh, you've got the van up there. 
free parking at LCA for credential media members. Thank you very much to the Detroit Red Wings staff and whoever else cooked that up for us. Because will you be wearing like it's a, a beautiful event, a jackets T-shirt underneath whatever pullover you have on? Let me just ask. <laughs> no, you. I will be. Uh, I will be in my shirt and tie for this event. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What, what tie are we? Classy going event. With? You going with the orange one? Um. I've been going with the blue and red one recently because it's nice and neutral. We'll see, though. Blue, blue's not neutral with Michigan, although. Uh, that's true, but uh, on air, it's very neutral. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The I blue and red, the you know, political tie, if you will. Um, I don't have any green ties up here with me, unfortunately. So, I might have to go with, uh, yeah, something that doesn't have any blue in it because we definitely aren't rooting for, for them down south. Uh, no, we are not. So uh, tonight, look at the Twitter sphere. Uh, United two, the Moose. Pre-game interviews potentially before the ninety tours take on Kim's friends. You can see my outfit then, Ethan. Uh, I might send I look a picture to it. on the side, but it'll be good. That'll do it for the Spartan ears. My Apple Watch tells me it's time to stand up. Uh, so thank you for that, Mr. Tim Cook. Good call. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. That's why I don't wear this thing. It makes me angry. Um, but that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, Hopefully, as uh, we've got lots of stuff going on for both of us here as we continue on in the semester, too. you got to remember, we have classes at the same time. So um, always fun to talk to you, though, Ethan. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk again next week, okay? Yes, sir. See you next week.